raisinets. Do you know how that works? Welcome to Mutiny Radio's Happy Hour Open Mic. This great evening we have your host, Pam Benjamin. Give it up. Bringing me up to the sexy, sweet sounds of the Pointer Sisters and Quarters. <laughs> dipping into that beautiful carboid. I think that's what they call those glass containers. Uh, people brew beer in them. If this place falls apart, I can always brew beer in that thing. Hey, I'm your host tonight, Pam Benjamin. Yay! Thanks for putting money in the jar. I feel like a stripper. It's great. I actually do. I've, um, this has been a really weird week for me because I've never felt so pretty. Uh, I just I just came back from Arkansas. Actually, so it was like I felt ugly and then I felt pretty and now I feel ugly again. It's just like looking at Facebook every day. But um, I went to Little Rock, Arkansas, and I am a San Francisco 6, but I am an Arkansas 10. <laughs> I have never felt so pretty. Like I am 44 years old and I I was the belle of the ball. Like I couldn't even believe it. It was I've never felt so good about myself in my whole life. It would have I mean, I wish my parents just would have taken me to Arkansas when I was 16 and so I wouldn't have had bulimia. You know, how many years did I go through that eating disorder and you could have just taken me to Arkansas for the summer. I would have been like, I am so pretty. I can't believe this. I mean, you don't even have to worry about having a, a hot rack. Like, you just have to have a rack. Like, like, you can't even see anything. It's just like, they're just like, it's like they have like marshmallow. They're like the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man, like all the time, like a suit. But it's not a suit, it's their skin. I'm sorry, I'm not allowed, I'm not allowed to make fat people jokes. They're not fat people jokes, they're Arkansas people jokes. It's not, it's different. California people are just skinny and pretty. We work harder, we're better. That's why we're pretentious and we, no, that's why we get to drink $5 coffees, right? No one else is as pretentious as me. I have an MFA in poetry, fuck me, right? Like, <laughs> oh, what did you do for four years? Well, you know, I wrote about my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I'm like, I'm a stand-up comedian. They're like, what, you uh, really? Okay. I did a lot of Jesus jokes out there, and those made sense because they actually read the Bible, and like, you heathens here, you wonder why the California burned. It's Sodom and Gomorrah. God's raining fire down us on us liberal, evil people. It's, we are the problem. I went to Arkansas is the answer. Their gas was $1.63 a gallon. They're like the chosen people. <laughs> like it's like God has chosen his people and he's like, live here and eat lots of cereal. Drink Coors Light. You actually can't drink the water. They told me that it's safer to drink Coors Light all the time than to drink the water. So like you wake up and you drink Mountain Dew and then you switch to Coors Light about halfway through the day. This is, I know. It's good you get chuckles because this is not this is real this is this is these are people. <laughs> A lot of people, actually. That's what I actually was really excited to go there because I am such like a liberal freak. Like, I have tattoos and like love abortions. So, but I am the wrong. I'm like, good, yes, kill people. There's this thing called an anti-humanist, and they believe that suicide is the answer because we're all killing Mother Earth. They're like, yeah, kill yourself. Do the do the world a do a favor and just kill yourself right now. Or just write it on Facebook and feel make everyone feel sorry for you. Everyone's got an iPhone. Uh, anyways, it was fun going away. 
I don't, I don't know. I want to actually live there. Hey, come on in. Sign your name up. Sit on down. We're having a little, having a little comedy thing. Uh, uh, this is an open mic. It's going to be like four or five minutes. I'm not going to take up any more of your time. I just wanted to talk to you, you know, about stuff, whatever. Uh, but depending on how many people are here, it'll be four or five minutes. I like to use this silly horn because um, I like to use a silly horn. <laughs> That's, so when I give you that, it's a minute. And so everyone hears. But I will usually wait for a punchline of your joke. I won't just like fuck with you. Unless you're fucking with me, then I'll be like, rah, rah, rah. <laughs> make like fart sounds with it. <laughs> um, but you'll know you have a minute. You're first comedian of the night. What a gem. What a star. What a mutiny radio star in the firmament he is. He has a great open mic that he runs, which is such a service to the community because who runs an open mic on a Saturday night? Well, he does here at 8 o'clock. Uh, he's a gem. You guys are going to love him. Put your hands together for Capital Pilgrim. <laughs> Who runs an open mic on a Saturday night? Terrible comedians, that's who. People who can't get booked. But I think actually I might be a real comedian now. I, I didn't do five sets this week, but I made my first $5 in comedy. And then I forgot to bring money for mutiny. No, it's karma. I gotta take this L. I gotta, t I, I gotta joke. I gotta take this L. Got a philosophy. Um, my biggest fear used to be ISIS. Swear to God, not because I thought they were gonna blow me up or no shit. ISIS weak. We beaten their ass, and that's why I'm scared. Cause ISIS philosophy is that they not gonna do shit until we beat their ass. Swear to God, it says in the Quran that they will be beaten down to like 500 men before they come back with reinforcements and like take over shit. And that's the scariest shit in the world because that's like telling the motherfucker you're gonna get beat to like black and blue and then turn into the Hulk and beat the fuck out of everybody. I can't handle that shit, that's fucking scary. But I think that is the only way you can get motherfuckers to fight so hard they blow themselves up. So that's kind of my philosophy in comedy, you know. I'm gonna take these L's, I know, but you gotta you gotta turn them into something. I've I don't take L's my whole life. They forgot George knows this. They forgot to put me in my high school yearbook. <laughs> Swear to God, right? Right? Isn't that telling? How I'm gonna make it as a comedian? They didn't even put me in the high school yearbook. You know what they did? They gave me like a page of stickers with my face and name on it so I could put them in my friend's yearbooks. Like, selectively. Like, if you don't want to know me, you don't have to, basically. Um, I, I do, I have, I've been trying to make a t-shirt with my face on it, don't worry. I got, I got sweatpants with my girlfriend's face on the butt. Um, fate, never mind. Um, so, <laughs> um, you know what I did with the stickers? Because fuck everybody in high school. I hated all that. I don't give a shit if they remember me. I'm more about you got to take the future, right? You're going to take those L's anyways. Don't matter about the past. So I put those stickers all over my fucking high school. These motherfuckers don't want to remember me. They're going to have to. And then when I got to college, 
I put them all over my college. So these motherfuckers knew me before I even met them. See, I'm ahead of the game. You got to flip it. You got to take your problems, flip them into solutions, right? So, uh, no, like, literally, for my first, like, couple months at school, people were, like, walking around, like, just looking at me, and I just, I look at them, like, yeah, it's me. Um, yeah. I've had a few problems. Um, not as many as Jay-Z, probably. Yeah. Before he married Beyonce, to double his reach to his own audience, he, uh... Jay-Z claims that he had 99 problems and a bitch ain't one. And the first thing I think is you gotta start focusing on these problems and stop focusing on these bitches, Jay-Z. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like, honestly, it makes sense that you don't got no bitches. Bitches don't like a motherfucker with problems. <laughs> bitches find out a motherfucker got problems? Like, it's like finding out a motherfucker got an STD. You're still going to fuck, but they're going to make you use a condom. All right, that's it for me. Give it up for Pam Benjamin, everybody. Keep clapping for Capitol Pilgrim. Ending on an STD joke like a professional. Keeping it clean. I actually got my first STD um, during my first marriage. Yeah, it's, it, was, it was sexually transmitted debt. That's... That's what happens when you get married. Zing! Ah! Sexually transmitted debt. Ah, my ex. I didn't know my ex-husband. Well, he's my now ex-husband, but he had $15,000 of credit card debt until we were married for three years because marriages are based on truth and honesty. So, before God. It's just 15 grand. It didn't matter. Now I'm like, back then I was bougie and white, and I was like, 15 grand? It was nothing. Why didn't you just tell me? And now I'm like, 15 grand? Christ! Like, I could never dig myself out of a pit like that. You're next now. now. I'm not worth anything anymore. You're next comedian. Seems like a guy who's worth something. I don't know which one. is. Which, so you guys are all wearing jackets tonight, and none of you, I think I'm the worst smelling in the room, so you are all, you all win! Uh, put your hands together for your next comedian, Nick Snyder! Hey, hey, okay. Um, I just need to know some first, so. Um, how many of you in here know who the fuck Don King is? Okay, good, good, because we got something we need to talk about. Um, so, look, man, uh, I was thinking the other day, I saw Don King doing whatever the fuck Don King does, and um, I asked myself, how old is this motherfucker, right? I was born in 1983, right? So I saw Mike Tyson come up, and he was behind Mike Tyson. He was Mike Tyson's manager, right? Come find out, not only was he Mike Tyson's manager, he was Muhammad Ali's manager with the same fucking haircut and looked 75, okay? In, nine, in the late 60s, right? So I do a little more research, right? Do you know what he did before he was Muhammad Ali's manager? Does anybody know where he was or what he was doing? He was in prison serving, served a life sentence for stomping a man to death. No shit. He's the real vampire in Brooklyn. This motherfucker has to be immortal, okay? Man, he is, a, hey, yes, he's still alive. He has actually outlived 
every single person who has ever lived and died. <laughs> Period. Don King, that motherfucker is a vampire, right? I bet you he sleeps upside down. Um, anyway, um, so I'm a parent. I don't know if we have any parents in here today, but um, I'm a parent. I'm actually a single father, right? And uh, my son just had his first high school dance, homecoming, right? And so I got him all, you know, put the pro product in his hair, you know. I gave him a little chapstick, put some Tims on him, you know, and... Uh, I'm like, come on, let's go. We pull up to the dance. I want to walk him in, right? But I'm like, fuck, bub, look. They're breathalyzing motherfuckers at the front door. I'm like, all right, look, I'm sober. You go sneak around back, right? He was like, all right, cool. So I go distract the teacher, right? I'll do anything for my son. Believe that. But actually, I'm just kidding. He wasn't drunk. He's got a really high tolerance. So he comes back and he's like, I was like, well, how was it? He was like, it's cool. There was some third base action going on in the dark corners in that gymnasium. I was like, do tell, all right? He was like, uh, okay, yeah, there was a, you know, a couple hands up, some, shirt, he, some shirts here and there. And he said, uh, but the most interesting couple was, uh, it, was a, it was a couple where the boy had his hand down the sleeve of a girl with his other arm wrapped around her back, up under her skirt, up under her leg and lifting in her skirt, finger banging her, right? He was like, she must be double jointed or something. I was like, what the fuck? You guys remember when we were in fucking middle school and there was always a skinny white girl with the arm that could like bend past her fucking elbow? She'd tell everybody she was double jointed. That's what it reminded me of. Um, but anyway, um, so the other day I was feeling real sensitive, right? And um, I heard a voice in my head, you know, we got that shit talker, and you go, what are you on your cycle or something? I was like, what the fuck? And I get, I was like, okay, you know, after I was done giving him the silent treatment, I realized, you know what, I am being kind of a bitch, and you know what, I am on some type of fucking cycle, and I realized that I do go through a cycle, and it's for like the last two weeks of the month, and it's called a fucking billing cycle. It's when the majority of my money leaks out of my fucking account, and all my dreams and hopes and aspirations are no longer possible, and I feel incapable of finding fucking true happiness. I call, I call my mom, we talk for like two hours, I borrow 60 bucks, go get a tub of ice cream, and walk around with a resting dick face till the first. Um, and on top of this, uh, my son loves to ask me the most strangest random questions since he could fucking talk. The first ones were real cute. You know, he's four years old. He come in, Daddy, what would you do if I died? <laughs> oh my God, how fucking dark and cute is that? Well, what do you think I would do, bub? I know, jump off a bridge so you can meet me? I'm like, oh, so fucking cute. Probably not. Um, but now he comes in the room like, for a million dollars, would you suck a man's dick? Like, what the fuck? Of course, I'm on my fucking cycle, bro. 500,000, look, yes, okay, yes, right, yes. 250, okay, look, I don't like, you fucking better, 75,000? I'm like, what the fuck? We're on section eight, dad, you know that, right? Um, so I'm like, dude, what the fuck? So next thing I know, I'm like, dude, I don't even know how the fuck I'm gonna pay my $75 phone bill. He's like, neither the fuck do I. At that point, I realized our cycles are starting to fucking sync up, and I'm like, fuck you, I'm going to my room. That's what I got, thanks folks. Nick Snyder talking about his cycle. Yay, appropriating female culture. No, it's fine. I mean, you guys already did it. Like, you know, you put your names on everything, you know? 
menstruation. It's the one thing you can never do, ever, possibly ever. Menstruation, you just slap your name all over it and think it's gross. It's cool, it's cool. Equality's awesome, I just love it. Uh, Nick Snyder, yay! Sorry, I don't wanna be a heavy-handed feminist, you know, but that's part of the politics too. It was called heavy-handed because that's what you did to shut your bitch wife up. You used a heavy hand. I'm like, don't be so heavy-handed. Feminism is so scary. Ah! I'm kidding. I'm the only. I have. I have no fear. Live in the tenderloin. Your next comedian. He also has no fear. Um, rolling around some crazy white Escalade, like, like rolling into the TL like Robin Hood, giving 22 ounce beers to questionably housed people. He's like, he's like a superhero. He's. Beer man, <laughs> saving questionably housed people's lives. Okay, you guys are gonna love him. Laugh your hands, clap your hands wildly. Clap, <laughs> laugh your hands off, everyone, for Mark Neuer! Yay! <sighs> I am a superhero. Thank you. I needed that. I needed the approval from someone who's about the same age as my father. Uh, <laughs> Probably way more of an alcoholic as well. That's impossible. <laughs> That's impossible. You know what I'd suck a dick for? A pack of cigarettes and a ride to work. And I don't even have a job. <laughs> Pack of cigarettes, some gas money. Guess what I don't have? You need to fucking put the gas in. No, I have a car. It's not an Escalade. I'm not, I'm not that fucking, I'm not, actually I'm not Middle Eastern. So I wouldn't have an Escalade. But every time I see an Escalade, you always see like three of them at the same time. I call them the Escalade Brigade. Every time they come in a flock. I'm not sure what that's about. I'm not saying Middle Eastern people. I'm saying Escalades. <laughs> I'm not afraid of ISIS like fucking capital. I don't see ISIS everywhere I go. I'm not fucking racist. I'm just saying everywhere I go, I see Escalade. It just have, so happens to be. It's from the middle of the East. What can you do? What is the middle of the East? The world is fucking circular. <laughs> Things like that kind of fuck with me. I don't know if it's because I get too high. Is it because I get too high? I start looking at the universe and I just start calculating things like how far the fucking stars that I'm looking at are and then you see other stars that are like farther out and you're like, well that's fucking way farther out. And then you look off and there's like nothing and you're like, well that's like fucking infinity so uh, that's a fucking big number. <laughs> And then my head starts kind of tingling. I start feeling like Frankie Lee and shit. I, don't, I just start feeling like I want to go stalk white people. I don't. You say, huh? Well, does, uh, he said it too. <laughs> I don't fucking know. I'm not supposed to know. I'm 23. I'm not supposed to know a goddamn thing. But I want to know so fucking bad. I want to know. I want to know. Do you know? Do you know? 
you must know. Who, who the fuck knows? Does anybody know anymore, George? There's no, no one knows. A goddamn thing. I'm not mad, I'm angry. I have anger management. I'm not mad, though. I'm not, I love your tool scenario with, you got the whole get up. I like it. Do you like the band tool? Yeah? Good. I wasn't talking to you. Primus? It's a very accurate answer. They have My Name is Mud. Anything else? They have that fucking South Park theme song. What? Brown Beaver. I think you would take any beaver you could get right now. I don't think you're racially sensitive to any kind of beaver. I'm talking about actual beavers. Thank you. It's kind of weird... Um, being attractive because I used to really not be and I think the reason that it's like become my time to be attractive is because all this time people have had this underlying fetish for Cartman I think that's what it is they just want to fuck Cartman and then God gave them me. And everyone was like, thank you, God. And then I killed myself. Thank you guys. Have a great night. Mark Neuer! The crown of beauty is so heavy. It weighs down upon me. I get it. The crown of beauty. It's difficult. That was really funny, Mark. I enjoyed that. You don't know, no, no. Do you know? I don't know. <laughs> That's very funny. I don't know. Glad you didn't ask me. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I would say that the answer is smoking marijuana. That's usually. Or you know where you, I find all the answers? Nitrous. You do. <laughs> you do the nitrous, and then all of a sudden you know everything, but then you almost passed out, but then you don't remember what you knew. <laughs> and you're like, that's the answer. Anyways, I always, every time, I, anybody have any nitrous? I love nitrous. You're, <laughs> let's get philosophical and do some nitrous with your uh, next comedian, such a funny guy, Xavier Campos, yay! Radio. What's up? Oh, man, you know our 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 last comic. He's a he's a superhero, right? I was actually named after a superhero. A lot of people don't know that. So like, could we get like a rest in peace for Stanley? Like a lot of people try to like pronounce my name as like Javier to be like culturally appropriate, right? Like, oh, you know, this is like I got. I'm gonna nail this one. And it's like welcome Javier, and I'm like, oh god, and it's, it's never too good. <laughs> but um, yeah, so like I, I was actually talking to a comedian one time about my name and he's actually like really into comic books and he was like, oh, yo, you know, like, you know, actually Professor Xavier is like the best superhero ever. Like, you know, he stands for the ultimate good. You know what I mean? Like, he's just like, he's like the best superhero that there ever was. And I was like, yeah, he was also in a wheelchair. What was my older brother trying to tell me? <laughs> he was four years old and he's like, I'm still coming for you, motherfucker. I don't know. <laughs> oh, gosh. It is really good to be here in San Francisco. San Francisco is like the hometown of like gentrification and being triggered, right? I think that's what this is. Right? 
Like, uh, like I feel like gentrification was just invented to keep like white people at ease. Like, that's not a project building, Stacy. That's an arts and craft project building. This, this town's actually becoming very chill. You got to give it a second. <laughs> I don't know. Oh God, I I like being in the Bay Area though. Like every time I'm in the Bay Area, every white person is in shock because they haven't seen a little Latin boy that wasn't inside of a mural in quite some time. <laughs> been a very long time for them. I'm just like wandering around Dolores Park like I'm a real boy I'm a real boy freaking everybody out it's my new favorite thing to do <laughs> oh man like uh, I man I it was like it's clear I, it was laundry day for me recently that's why that's why I look like a bum all the time gosh it's uh, like I, I, I come to like a lot of like life realizations as a laundromat like I, like I realize, like I only want to date women that wear nude underwear. Right? Like, is there anything more mature than nude underwear than with like a little bit of lace on them? That's how I know you're a real woman. <laughs> that's the milestone I'm looking for. No, the laundromat is like that's where you find out like how far women are taking the whole animal print thing. Right? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that, by the way, but like every once in a while, like a woman will take out her hamper and like Noah's Ark will come pouring out, and you're just like, I actually worked up the courage to ask her about it. I was like, how much do you really need? With a straight face, she looked at me, she's like, for 40 days and 40 nights. <laughs> you're right, they don't read the Bible. I thought that was going to be way cooler. I thought that was going to be way cooler. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so it's get, it's getting dark outside. It looks like I'm not allowed to be out here anymore. <laughs> it's like my parents are wondering where I'm at right now. <laughs> no, like when I was a child, like I used to be afraid of the dark, right? That's pretty common in like monsters under my bed. And I would try to get like my mom in on it. I'd be like, oh, you know, can you check for me? Like, and she'd be like, look, kid, I'm not going to waste my time, all right? That's just me and your dad fighting in the next room. I was like, I'm six, but you got to chill. Like, <laughs> I don't know. That's right. There are no monsters, sweetie. Your father just turns into one when he drinks. I'm like, what? <laughs> this is a little heavy. <laughs> you know, I guess if I looked at it this way, I was really on a heroic quest, right? Like searching for the monster, getting hammered at the local chilies, like scouring chilies. Like I want my daddy back, daddy. Back, daddy. <laughs> Aww, it's funny now. I made it a joke. God, I'll leave you guys with this. All right, I'm 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 new in San Francisco, right? I I don't got things going quite yet, so I actually have a, a twin comforter on a queen size bed, so everything looks bigger when I'm laying down on it. That's, that's a life hack because there's nothing but dudes in here. Right, thank you. Xavier Campos giving out life hacks at the end of his set. I have a life hack for you guys. Uh, if you've been doing cocaine for more than 24 hours. You don't eat your boogers, you smoke them. <laughs> ah, da na na na. Ah, good stuff. Uh, thanks, Xavier, for your help with all of our lives. Uh, your next comedian, I don't know him yet, so I'm excited to bring him up. Clap your hands wildly for Tommy Feldman! Yay! <laughs> What's up, guys? What's up, Mutiny Radio listeners? So, I'd like to start off my set with a little impression I've been working on for you guys. Um, <clears throat> Mr. Miyagi from The Karate Kid doing a commercial for Geico Car Insurance. Mr. Miyagi for Geico. As I once told to Daniel-san, you must take good care of your car. Wax on, wax off. 
And remember, you can save up to 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, so, thank you very much. I get a lot of these um, really annoying telemarketing calls, and I used to just, just hang up on them, but lately I've started to feel kind of bad about doing that. So now I just say, sorry, not interested, love you, bye. Somehow that, that makes me feel a lot, a lot better. Um, I've also stopped saying excuse me when I'm at the supermarket and I need to get by somebody with my cart. Two reasons for this. One is I never know if people are going to hear me. You know, they're always on the phone. Other reason is that um, there's a lot of immigrants in the Bay Area. I don't know if people, I don't know if people are going to understand me, you know. So uh, now I just say, hey, beep, beep. I kind of blew that one a little bit, but all right. A little known fact, thank you. A little bit known fact about babies is one of the very first uh, words they learn is baby. Uh, yes, they hear it all the time, so naturally they t repeat it. Um, but the interesting thing is how quickly it goes from being a good thing to an insult. Like you never want to call a toddler a baby. They get very upset. Um, it e sometimes it even comes to blows. Uh, it usually goes something like this. Hey baby, want to play? Oh, I'm not a baby. Oh, I'm a big boy. You're a baby. No, you're a baby because you still wear a diaper. No, you're a baby because you still suck on a binky. Oh, yeah. Pop. See, you're crying, so you're a baby. My son really like my seven-year-old loves that one. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> speaking of uh, children and kids stuff, uh, you guys remember Sesame Street? Do you remember Bert and Ernie? Uh, so there was an interview recently with one of the writers, this is true, uh, that came out and said that Bert and Ernie are not just roommates. No, he admitted they are in fact a gay couple. Well, after that reveal, other uh, writers started to come out about other characters on the show. Um, for example, um, Elmo, okay, you guys remember him? Well, he, I know this is surprising looking at him, but he is actually a redneck. Yeah, he's a redneck from a red state, and so uh, he does not get along. He fights all the time with Grover, uh, who's a blue neck from a blue state. Uh, can, you Im can you imagine how Elmo gets, uh, get Elmo getting mad at Grover? Hey, Grover, you snowflake, you suck. Why don't you go back to California? Okay, uh, so the other review, big reveal was about uh, the Count. You remember Count Von Count, the numbers guy? Okay, so apparently he is not a vampire. He is not from Transylvania. No, actually, he's just a first grade teacher named Phil from Queens uh, who just learned the vampire accent. I mean, the vampire accent is pretty easy to do. Even I could do it. Uh, let me try here. Uh, <clears throat> Count with me. One, two, three. Oh, oh, oh. Guys, okay, does that bring up back memories? All right, uh, and uh, the Cookie Monster. Now, the Cookie Monster actually is a really big guy who just likes cookies, but only if they're gluten-free. Apparently, uh, regular cookies give him horrible gas, and there was this uh, rebellion with the crew, and they did an intervention, and they forced him to switch. So he became gluten-free, gluten excuse me. Uh, <clears throat> so uh, speaking of TV shows, do you guys um, ever hear of the TV show uh, Naked and Afraid? Naked and Afraid? Okay. It's one of my favorite TV shows. You got, okay, so a lot of people watch that show. I, it's one of my favorites. Um, so apparently that show, uh, oh, by the way, for, for those of you who don't know, it, it's a um, reality TV show where one man and one woman try to survive naked in the wilderness for 21 days. <laughs> Uh, but it has been so successful that the producers are going to be doing some spin-offs, okay? Some spin-offs of Naked and Afraid. The first one is going to be a totally naked SWAT team. They're going to call that one Naked and Arrayed. The second one is going to be an all-nude, totally nude college admissions office. They're going to call that one Naked Financial Aid. 
I think some of you would like some naked financial aid, right? Yes, indeed. Uh, and the third one isn't so much a spin-off as it is a new diet company, because the participants on Naked and Afraid typically lose between 15 and 25 pounds, eating nothing but insects and larvae. I think you guys already know this co diet company. It's called Grubhub. That's my time. Thank you, Jet. Thank you, everybody. The punny, punny jokes. Well, Tommy Feldman, welcome to here at the happy hour open mic. I forgot where we were and what was going on there for a second. I like smoked pots. Uh, I also like, I've done some naked shows. I actually got the opportunity to host a naked comedy show at, um, a, at a, a nudist colony. And yeah, it was, it was fun. It was in San Jose. It was a lovely day. I was naked on stage. But I don't really worry about that kind of stuff because I have so much pubic hair. Uh, it's like it's like I'm wearing a hair skirt. Like no one can see, and it, like you see me naked, and you are afraid. You're like, what the fuck? He hasn't shaved, and woo! Before I just have to tag on this before I bring you up here. This is the last thing. In you know, in Arkansas, I watched this thing. The girls in Arkansas, they were in jail, right? And they're interviewing them, and they're they're young girls, and they're saying to them. You know, what's the first thing that you're so excited about when you get out of jail? And the number one answer was, I got shaved my legs. This is gross. <laughs> like, they couldn't, they were, I was like, seriously? In jail, you want to shave? Okay. Our just, our, we're just such different people. Your next comedian, uh, what a lovely different person he is. Uh, he's just a, he's just a tall, round-faced little gem. Just a, just a little gem. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Pete Palmer! Oh yeah, nice. Just a little jam. I like that. That's a kind intro. Appreciate it. You guys have a good week at work? Yeah, it was okay. All right. I miss, I miss, I used to work, I was a caddy on a golf course. It was a fun job. I miss that job. I, uh, those are the guys who wear the bibs and carry the, the golf bags for the guys. And I got excited about that as a job because I was like, ah, you know, just a bunch of dudes on a golf course, hanging out, smoking cigars, making jokes. I thought it'd be like, wouldn't feel like a job and it'd just feel like you're hanging out with some fun new friends. That's not what it's like. That's not what it's like. Being a golf caddy is more like being a stripper, you know? Because a lot of the job, uh, you get paid mostly in tips. Um, most of the job is just keeping old men company, you know, telling them how strong they are and letting them complain about their wife and kids. You guys know what's up. Uh, and in either field, if you work really hard, push it to the top of your game, succeed, then you'll be working for Tiger Woods. So, you know. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was cool. I thought uh, I was pretty disappointed also with the senses of humor of golfers, really bad senses of humor, because I was excited about all the golf jokes people would be making, but it was pretty much just one type of joke, and the type of joke was this. is one guy, ah, shit, I missed a big part of this joke. Fuck it. I'm going to go back. All right, tight. I learned that <laughs> golfers have, it's an open mic, I don't give a shit. Uh, I learned that golfers have a bad sense of humor because caddying for this threesome of dudes one day. And that's the word you use, right? That's the word when there's three golfers. It's a threesome of golfers. And I think that's very funny. Uh, golfers don't. And you can imagine how hard that would be as a 15-year-old boy to have to listen to, have to, listen to like 50-year-old businessmen and be like, I should take an Advil before my threesome with Theo and Bill today. Ball's near at 4 p.m. Should take that soon. And I was like, all right, I got you. All right. Was it good that I went back to do that part of the joke? I don't think that was worth it. Should have just pushed on. Fuck it. Here we are. 
But anyway, alright, they make the same type of joke, resume to the part I was at earlier, fuck it. And what would happen is, you would have one guy, and he would hit a shot, and it would not go that far, right? And then, like clockwork, Theo would say, <laughs> nice shot, Bill. Is your wife playing with us today? <clears throat> and he's like, okay, alright, I don't think that's a great joke. Um... But he was just ripping them all day. He'd be like, oh, you left your putt a little bit short there, Bill. Uh, is, is, is your wife putting? And like, oh, drinking a Bud White wine. Did your wife pack you that beer? And after a while, I was like, I think Theo's going through a divorce. <laughs> Seems like there's other issues here. Maybe he wishes his wife would still play with him. Um, I tried to make my own joke at the end of the day. You know, I was like, I want to get in on this action. And so, teed up. I was, uh, so I was caddying for this guy named Jay Harmeyer. And he uh, hit a shot. And it went to the right, right? Like super far to the right. And he said to me, he was like, ah, oh, Peter, nothing about that shot was right. It was all wrong. Nothing about it was right. Teed me up perfectly. Golf pun. Because then I said, actually, Mr. Harmeyer, I think the shot was too right. Eh? Yeah, and you're right to not laugh because it's not a very funny joke. <laughs> Golfers think it's super funny, though. Fucking Jay Harmeyer loved that shit. He was like, ha, <laughs> It's funny. You're funny. I got a free Coke that day, so, you know, good job. I feel like people are getting weirder. I think people are getting weirder uh, than they used to be because I think it's related to the internet because before the internet, if you did some weird shit, you probably didn't know that other people did that weird shit too, so you would keep it to yourself and it would make you feel lonely. But now with the internet, if you're the kind of guy who's like, every day I like to wake up at four in the morning, stare myself in the mirror, rub olive oil on my nipples and go, you're always four clicks away from 50,000 other dudes who are like, yeah, we do that shit too. But we use French onion dip, you know? I do some weird shit myself. Uh, I'll share it with you guys. This is a life hack you can take home with you. Um, I like to peel off my fingernails and use them to floss. I 100% do. I would not lie about this. This is my main form of dental care. Um... And I wouldn't share that publicly, except I know that there's a lot of fingernail flossers out there besides myself, like a disturbing number. And you can hate on it, but uh, I went to the dentist last week, and I got zero cavities. So what the fuck's up? Just kidding. I had two cavities. Not, not a great flosser. Um, but like, fuck the dentist, you know? I, I think the dentist, is that even like a real thing? Is, the de is that even a real medical practice? Does anybody have confirmation, like, I don't think it is. I don't think it is. The dentist is a lie. I went in, I got my two cavities filled, and I asked the, I was like, hey, Dr. Dentist, um, how long do fillings last? Which is, I think, a pretty normal question. And he looks at me, and he goes, uh, oh, fillings last a super-duper long time. <laughs> it's like, all right, that's not really the level of precision I was looking for in your answer. Um... Doctors don't do that, you know? Like, you'll never have a doctor be like, uh, all right, son, uh, the news isn't great. Uh, we found that your mother's terminal cancer has gotten very serious, and she only has a teeny-witty bit of time <laughs> to live. Don't hear that. Okay, cool. That's my time. Thanks so much, guys. Give it to your host. Pete Ballmer, everyone. Yay! Super-duper jokes. Huge, large-sized, <laughs> big words. Go to college, you're next comedian. I already... No, I mean, don't go to college if you want to do stand-up comedy. I, mean, I feel like going to college was the biggest waste of money. 
like the one the one thing the one job you don't you actually can't go to college for they're like yeah if it's not a real art fuck you guys uh, and I'm like I think I'll get a bunch of degrees and then be like I'm in a stand up comedy Miles Cope is that you? sweet next meeting oh let me do a better intro than that That's, I suck Hey, guys, your next comedian. He's rolling on into your hearts right now. Put your hands together for Miles Cope. Yay! Hey, thank you for that lovely introduction. Um, I've been going through some things lately. Uh, just got out of a relationship, and uh, we uh, had irreconcilable, irreconcilable differences. Like, uh, her family and friends did not like me, and um, she would not swallow my cum. <laughs> yeah. I know, <laughs> right? I, I did everything, I don't get it, because I did everything that she wanted for, like, for me. Like, I went to the restaurants that she wanted to go to. We had tapas. I watched Bachelorette with her. I let her call me Brett. <laughs> Nothing. Not the first little dribble. She wouldn't swallow my cum. I had to hide it in her applesauce just to see it happen. I didn't <laughs> want to do that. I'm not a monster. I mean, she forced my hand. <laughs> that bit is uh, <laughs> very much a joke because um, I can't come. Uh, I know, it's sad. It's been 11 years. I'm a paraplegic. Isn't it horrible? And you never hear this stuff, man. You pass these guys every day and nobody has a clue, you know? There's no, like, public service announcement for us or, you know? There's no, like, billboard campaign. There's no, like... <laughs> we need, like... Th that's what we need. We need, like, a Sarah McLaughlin commercial, you know? Like, we... Just, uh... These paraplegics laid up on the floor <laughs> chain link fences in the background <laughs> legs all shriveled up <laughs> just crawling <laughs> in the arms of an angel you see that just looking at the camera camera begging for it to make it the camera the camera Looking at the camera, begging for it to make make them come, you know. <laughs> yeah, I can't get away from cum. It's in my subconscious. It's like I've got so many jokes on cum. It's wild, man. Like, and, and people assume that like there's other things that like like I'll get that question a lot. Like, uh, Miles, if you could get one thing back that you've lost, you know, what would it be? And, and uh, guys, it's not like I'm. I don't want to get up. I don't. My answer is never like, oh, if I could just get up out of this wheelchair and skip down the sidewalk, missing the cracks so as not to break my mama's back. That's all I want. That's not it. It's like I don't see a pretty girl and think, man, if I could just jump up and go chase her down. No, I think. <laughs> I see a pretty girl and I think, man, if I could come with enough projectile force to knock the bitch down, <laughs> then I'd like to go up and talk to her, you know? <laughs> There's, uh, you were talking about the fat people. So easy to do. I mean, it's so easy to get fat. 
it's so easy to get fat in today's society you know it's so easy to, I, I like to eat you know the problem is is you eat yourself out of like the fun breeding pool you know like when you get fat you can only like you're going to be fucking another fat person <laughs> so those two fucking fat people have a really fucking fat kid and then the cycle repeats <laughs> we're growing these super fat people guys like they're huge they got like four feet of gelatinous mass it's basically, basically impermeable to, to harm. <laughs> like, you can't kill these people with a bullet, man. They got that body armor, just, it just flows around, bounces around. Did you guys see the Facebook video of the, the fat lady that saved the little kid's life? The, the car come up and hit, was going to hit a little kid, but there was one of these super fat people. She was there, too. The car bounced off of her saved the kid's life and she was just she had like a one fracture <laughs> it was crazy and uh, guys uh, you think about it they're they're immune to the cold they float really good i think this is how humanity survives climate change you're just gonna have these super fat people fucking float in the Pacific, ready to land wherever and repopulate the earth when it all goes down. Yeah. All right, thank you for my time. Bioscope, everyone. Telling the truth, man. I, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I, I mean, I, I don't, you can't be a skinny bitch and do fat, fat people jokes. It's just it's sort of the problem. It's sort of like par for the course. It's like, you could try, but you can't. I was married, the only thing I can do, I can use the word retard because I was a special ed teacher for four years. So I feel like I earned that. But I was also married to a black guy for 13 years and I don't use the N word. So like, I mean, it's like, we all, all language is political. Yay! <laughs> we just had Black Friday. Why don't we call it African American Friday? Like we're, this is San Francisco, okay? You know why people in California can't have guns? Because we're always triggered. Oh! So triggered by that joke! I just can't even. My pronoun is offended. I get really mad at the Me Too movement right now because I'm like, ladies, did you ever go to a hip hop club in the 90s? Like, give me a break, Me Too, come on. You got assaulted on the dance floor. Like, that was like a dance. <laughs> Stick the hip hop hot dog in your buns. They don't even make eye contact before. You're like, I can't even smell your breath. You're just a dick in my buns right now. You're like, oh. <laughs> trying to look. <laughs> <laughs> I'm old. They're like, oh, I feel so triggered and assaulted. I'm like, dude, okay. You're next. Yeah. <laughs> Remember the 90s. Da -na -na -na. Yeah, I'm 44. Your next comedian. I, I, I really enjoyed his set last night at Copyright, and I learned how to pronounce his last name without trouble. Put your hands together, everybody, for Dan Oganawa. We got to go a little bit by itself, but if you lose the funk, we got to chunk him out. Thanks, guys. Uh, give it up for Miles. That was real. I love that set. That was good. Best comedy is real comedy. So, uh, and it's pronounced Aginaga. <laughs> so it's okay. No, it's a. 
Uh, give it up for Pam, guys. She's she's awesome, actually. I'm 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 new to the comedy scene as well. Um, moved here from New York, and Pam has like been super friendly with me. So uh, hopefully, I get to be friendly. With, okay, that's getting weird. Uh, anyways, but um, no, Aguinaga. It's a Brazilian last name. Um, Ah, obrigado. Yeah, close. Uh, no, it's Brazilian. Um, I was born in the States, though, born and raised in New York. My parents are from Rio, uh, so that makes me a first-generation American. Yay. Or as Trump puts it, a Mexican. <laughs> yeah, good old Mexican up on stage. Um, no, so it sounds, a lot of people think it sounds Asian, Aguinaga. Right, it kind of does. I get it. Uh, and my uh, my history teacher, Miss Cusk from tenth grade, would probably agree, because uh, I still remember like it was yesterday. So uh, it was the first day of sophomore year, and we're all up in front of the classroom standing, and Miss Cusk is gonna read our names off the list so we get our seating assignments. And Aguinaga, AG, is usually first. But here's the thing: we had a foreign exchange student that year from China. <laughs> Some of you are ahead of me, and uh, and so. Miss Cusk starts with it and she says my name first, Dan Aguinaga, and then she gestures to the Chinese guy and tells him to sit down. <laughs> and he does. <laughs> because he like didn't speak English too well and he was also shy, right? He's like in a foreign country. And I thought, okay, I should interrupt this. This is this is bad, but I just wanted to see it play out, you know? So she kept going through the list. One by one people are being seated until I'm left up alone standing in front of the class. And then Miss Cusk, she's just looking at her clipboard, confused, looks up at me, back to the clipboard, up at me, and just goes, Zhang Wei? <laughs> and that's when Miss Cusk realized she was a savage racist. Uh, I never really experienced much racism as a Brazilian, probably because of my skin color, but, um, Actually, one time I did. Uh, I was here, um, in, I was working in Soma, an ad agency, and uh, I had just gotten into a huge argument with my boss, and he kicked me out of the, the conference room, out of the meeting. And so I felt really bad. I thought I was going to get fired. So I waited outside until he came out, and I apologized to him, told him I didn't, you know, I didn't mean it. And he just looks at me and goes, listen, Dan, the partners and I discussed it after you left. And listen, we get it. You're Latino. You're passionate. <laughs> Just don't let it happen again, okay? I know I should have been offended by this, but I gotta tell you guys, that shit was awesome. The fact that I kept my job because of that shit, because I'm Latino, that's like the best kind of racism you can hope for. Like all racism is bad, but like that's like winning the racism lottery, right? Because people are empathizing, they're sympathizing with your stereotype as, as opposed to hating on it. You know, like that'd be like if an Asian lady was in court for reckless driving and the prosecution was like, Your Honor, judging from the demographic of the defendant, we don't think uh, this accident could have been prevented. <laughs> so we'd like to drop the charges. Miss Chu, you're free to go. Good luck on all of your endeavors on the road. Keep fighting that fight. Uh, yeah, so uh, what else do I want to talk about? Oh, do you guys think... That's true that all Latinos are passionate. <laughs> I, I love your timings. It's like a fucking Muppet is in the audience. <laughs> fucking love that shit. Um, best joke all night. Uh, thanks, Pam. Uh, no, but like, I don't think all Latinos are passionate. I think some of them are, but 
I don't know, that some of them are chill. You know, like Mexicans are pretty chill. Especially in this country, right? Like, the, the shit they have to deal with on a daily basis, like people are like, get the fuck out of here! Quit taking our fucking jobs! And Mexicans are just like, lo siento, senor. We didn't know you were so passionate about us washing your dishes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Another thing you probably can't tell from looking at me, I'm 33 years old. Yeah, someone last week said I look 23. And I know I'm supposed to like be flattered by that, but that shit fucking sucks, dude. Like looking younger than your age is good when you're like a 60-year-old mom, right? And you look 50. People pay you compliments. They call you a MILF. You get to, you get to pretend like you don't know what MILF means, right? I love it. You never see like a MILF be like, oh, I know I'm a MILF. She's always like, oh, mom, I'd like to what? <laughs> Daniel, please. <laughs> now, when you're 33 and look 23, people just treat you like a fucking idiot. Or they just treat you younger, I should say. That's, that's not kind to 23-year-olds. But like, like, this is how young I look. I went to a bar the other day, and I ordered a Jameson Neat. That's my drink. And the bartender just looks at my face and goes, hmm. Because you know she was fucking expecting me to order some like fireball shots or some shit. She had her hands on the... <laughs> She had her hands on the fireball. She's like, oh, this guy wants some douche whiskey. I know it. <laughs> All right, that's it for me, guys. Thanks a lot. You, Dan. Aginagua. I'm in a king chop. Aginaga. I've tried this. I've tried. Portuguese is a tough language. It's, I don't, can't do it. It's. Sorry, I don't have a joke about it. I have one joke in Espanol. Que pasa en tus pantalones? Una fiesta en mis pantalones. Todos vienen. For those of you that speak Spanish, that's a double entendre in Espanol. I know, if you have to explain it, it's not funny, but most people don't speak Mexican. I mean Spanish. Sorry, I'm an accidental racist. I was raised in California by racists. Not my, I'm a product of my environment. 44 years old and I grew up in Danville. Okay, all right? We had house cleaners named, all right, okay. I didn't know how to do laundry, that's a true fact. I got to college and I just went to Costco like once a month to buy underwear. I just, I didn't know how to do laundry. I was like, and I just wait and then go home and bring all this stuff. Just get buying underwear. Uh, white lady, I have a lot of clothes. Oh, I know who's up next. Uh, still do. Uh, you're a nice comedian. What a funny guy. Put your hands together for Hugo Stern. Yay! Hey, thanks, Pam. Make some noise for your host. While I, while I kill time. No, we need it so All right. James Brown. All right. How you guys doing? Uh, I, I like to, dr I don't know about you guys, but I like to drink a lot. And uh, yeah. And uh, the other day I was at my psychiatrist, right? And he was trying to put me on some antidepressants. And he goes, uh, be careful when you drink on these pills because these pills actually uh, makes alcohol twice as strong, which means you, you'll you get drunk twice as fast. And you guys, when I heard that, I was so happy that it cured my depression. Yo, psychiatry works, you guys. Get on it, get on it. Cause yo, think about it. How can you be depressed when you're on a, when you're on a medication where every bar or club you go to, all the drinks are gonna be 50% off, right? Yeah. That's what I'm saying, man, that's what I'm saying. 
Uh, I don't know about you guys. Uh, I'm a pretty indecisive guy. I'm an indecisive dude. So uh, whenever I, ca I can't make a decision or I'm, I'm in a dilemma, what I do is uh, I take exactly 3.5 grams of cocaine and I call it my magic eight ball. Cool, Co cocaine users in the house, right on, right on. Um, uh, uh, I work at Starbucks. That's what I do during the day because I actually don't get paid doing this. Uh, but um, but uh, I don't know if you guys heard the news. I, I don't know if it's today or yesterday, but they, uh, um, they uh, the Starbucks, uh, Starbucks like uh, nationwide, they they ban pornography, in on their company uh, Wi-Fi. Did you guys hear that? Yeah, yeah, you guys hear that. I know, like, you know, the, you can't watch porn on Starbucks Wi-Fi anymore. It probably doesn't affect you guys' life so much, like I said. But like I said, I work there, so it really, it really fucked up my lunch break routine, you know what I'm saying? Because uh, I don't know what to jack off to anymore. So lately, what I've been doing instead of watching porn is that I just, like, take, like, an empty cup with me to the bathroom, and I try to, like, jerk off, like, looking at the, the little mermaid and the logo. <laughs> That's what I've been doing. It's been, you know, it's not the same, but it's working. Yeah, you know, it's uh, working. Um, Agino, right? That's you. I'm, I'm kind of like you, man. Except, uh, I'm, I'm actually from Asia, but I have a white name, right? I'm, I'm like half Japanese. I'm like Hugo Stern, but I'm, I'm actually half Japanese, half white. That's my ethnicity. But uh, um, if that's too hard for you guys to remember, uh, feel free to uh, use the term uh, rice cracker. Isn't that cute? Isn't that cute? I thought of that. Forget it, cause like you know, j you know, Japanese people eat rice. You know, they eat a lot of rice. And another word for white is cracker, right? It's cool. Uh, you know, and I, and I feel like it's hard to be in show business being a rice cracker. You know, cause like I feel like I feel like directors don't really know how to cast us. You know, like there's not there's not a lot of like representations for like Asian Americans, right? There's only like you only see like one rice cracker in Hollywood like every. 20 years. There's, there's only one. There's only one spot for one of us, uh, which is why I'm waiting on Counter Reeves to get a, a Me Too allegation, <laughs> so I can take his place, man. I want, I want that spot. I want that spot, Counter. I want that role in John Wick Five. That's what I'm, that's what I'm going for. Um, I live in Oakland. Oakland. Uh, I just moved there a couple months ago, and uh, Oakland's a tough. It's a tough. It's a tough city. Uh, the people have an edge to them. You know, it's like people from Oakland are tough, and I like it. I think it's cool. Uh, if you guys want to know like how t tough people from Oakland are, um, I don't know if you saw the movie Black Panther. But um, Black Panther is essentially a movie about this like futuristic, like utopian country with the most like powerful military in the world, and they have the best technology, and everyone's like armed to the teeth, and they're untouchable to the rest of the world, until one dude from Oakland shows up by himself, beats the shit out of their king with his bare hands, and by the next day he's just running shit. That's that's Oakland for you guys, man. Um, yeah, there's actually a, there's actually a deleted scene from from Black Panther where uh, Killmonger uh, changes Wakanda's national anthem to uh, E40's "Tell Me When to Go." <laughs> I don't know why they deleted it. That was, that was a good scene. All right, you guys have a good night. Three six nine. Hugo Stern, yay! I I am a racist. I haven't um, no, I haven't watched. I haven't watched Black Panther all the way through. And I think that that makes me a racist. I just got so bored. Like, they were fighting in some, like, fucking, 
on some cliff and some fucking with some waterfall shit and I'm like this what the fuck is, what am I what I don't want to watch I fell asleep woke up I walked him off it was so offensive like I'm like fuck Black Panther I'm sorry I didn't like it I was bored but I'm also bored of most like movies like that I'm like that you know like whatever I'm not I'm not judging you or saying that I'm better than you just because I read books or whatever you're next it's fine they're comic books they're books they're books it's good not shaming anyone your next comedian I'm excited because he has a name that sounds like he's from Arkansas or at least deep Texas uh, clap your hands wildly for Jimbo Just say nothing. How you doing, Mutiny Radio? This is great. Uh, it's a first for me, uh, and really awesome. I really like what you got going on here. This is cool. Some great sets. That the um, your first bit, I've heard it five times. Best yet. Yeah, I mean, it killed. It was like really tight now, and, and I'm not. You know, oh, and somehow I managed to uh, offend and compliment at the same time. So. <laughs> Imagine that. Uh, yeah, I'm, actually, my name's Jim Thirty. Uh, my last name's Thirty Acre, uh, so I shorten it to Jim Thirty. So you'll always know it's time for laughs. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's about what that's worth, right? So, yeah, no, um, yeah. But actually, I got a really strange last name, uh, but I don't really do any jokes about them anymore. Uh, one thing I really like to talk about is uh, how I, you know, got interested in comedy, and it was uh, back in the day when I was a kid, and uh, you know, we'd we'd uh, be. Uh, uh, watching TV at uh, late at night when we weren't supposed to and Johnny Carson would be on and he used to break all the comics and uh, so one of my favorites was Rodney Dangerfield so I wanted to write a joke uh, in his honor because he really got me laughing and knowing what humor was and uh, anyway so it goes a little bit like this uh, <coughs> oh, 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 oh yeah oh, oh. okay I gotta kind of warm up uh, no no seriously it's like, so uh, hey hey what a crowd what a crowd yeah hey how you doing you're looking great there hey how are we? Uh, well I look good now but last week I was a wreck I tell you a wreck yeah, I was uh, talking to my doctor, Dr. Vinny Boombats. He says to me, Rodney, you got to lose 350 pounds by tomorrow or you're a dead man. I said, Jesus, well, I'm not going to do that, doc. He says, it's easy. Kick your wife out of the house. Thank you, Rodney. Uh, yeah. No, I'm, uh, actually, I'm Canadian. I'm not from Arkansas. Uh, I would be a probably a four in Arkansas. I don't know. Uh, I have no idea how they rate guys there. But uh, no, uh, uh, yeah, I was born in Canada. I was born of American parents there, so I have Canadian citizenship. But I'm not a Canadian like Trudeau, that you know, hot dude from Trude uh, Canada. No, I'm I'm a Canadian like Ted Cruz, Canadian. Oh Jesus, yeah, it sucks. But uh, you know, we American Canadians, uh, Amcans, uh, we like to say, uh, you know, we we're, we're kind of different. Canadians are always walking around saying Canada all the time. And, you know, that kind of explains why you Yankees are always calling us snow Mexicans. But, uh, no, seriously, uh, us Amcans, we like to say Canada because, you know, yeah, we're Canadian. Yeah, all right, okay. Uh, then I moved to the States. Uh, I became a, a Can-Am. And, uh, yeah, I got my ass kicked for that, too. That was pretty fun. Uh, it's probably why I vote Democrat now. I, you know, it's like it's really weird being a Canadian, and then they, everybody says you're American, and then they kick your ass. It's kind of weird. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, uh, so I lived there for 20 years, uh, and then uh, I finally moved to the states. Uh, half there, half here, 10 years each. And then uh, you know, I just said to myself, well, I think I'll live in the states because Canada. 
you know, Canada sucks. Oh my God, it's fucking freezing cold on the warmest summer day. Are you kidding me? They make you learn a foreign language. Parlez-vous, Francais, huh? Right? Yeah, no, I didn't think so. A bunch of Yankees in here, huh? Yeah, no, I, if I, dig this. 90% of them live 10 miles from the border. They're massing on the border, people. I think Donald's building the wall on the wrong thing there. You know, it's like, he should maybe look north. But uh, no, what else about Canada that I really, oh, it's a fucking accent. I mean, I'm a boot, had it with that, A, I'm so sorry i can say that shit because i'm canadian so it's the only thing i can make fun of in this world is other white people uh i think i'm figuring this shit out this is awesome uh, no i'm kidding i'm not figuring out anything um yeah no i've uh, been thinking a lot lately about addiction and drugs and shit like that mainly because I'm listening to a lot of stand-up, and man, everybody talks about it, and it's either that or your junk, apparently. But no, uh, yeah, the, for me, it's nicotine. He's, uh, you know, he's been with me since I was a zygote. Ah, somebody paid attention to BioSci, the man in the room. Is it George? Is that your name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you, you're, you're, you're nerd for the night, man. You're nerd for the night. You, you get to be on the float after the show, okay? Because, uh, yeah. No, there's no float. There's no show. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, nicotine. Yeah, it's been around with me all my life. Uh, it's sort of like family. I like to think of it as my Irish uncle, Nick Oteen. Uh, make fun of other white people, too. And, uh, yeah, uh, no, uh, you know, he's came for nine months and stayed for a lifetime, little fucker. Uh, but, uh, you know, I haven't been able to get, get rid of him, so it's, it's weird. It's a strange thing. But, uh, you know, again, comfort drugs, they, they do help. Uh, what else I got for you tonight, folks? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm getting older now, and, uh, yeah, that's, the, that's what I hear every night before I fall asleep. And, uh, yeah, uh, seriously, uh, no, I, I'm getting older, and uh, I'm getting real confused about this aging thing. I mean, I hear 60's the new 40, right? You heard that? And, uh, hell, 50's the new 25 and a half, it seems like. And I don't know, man, you know, Jesus, by the time I die, death's going to be the new birth. Happy Easter. Uh, Jesus, I don't know. I, I'll use that for Easter, sure. Anyway, that's about all I got for you tonight, folks. Thanks so much for having me here at Mutiny Radio. And give it up for Pam Tastic. Hang around from 8 to 10 for your other show, right? Yay, Jim 30 Acre. It looks like Jim. It looks like Jimbo, though, because it looks like... It look, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. I, I, um, I, when, I, when I write my last name, um, it starts with a B. I, I don't, when I sign it, I don't, I make it a backwards three and I don't put a line through it. So that's when I read it. I'd be like, oh, of course it says Jimbo. Yeah, that's, uh, Jade's not here. She signed up, but I don't believe she's here. Would have seen her. And um, our new, next comedian, I, he's new to me. I think it's you. Uh, is, are you Chuck B? Yeah, hey, everybody. Yeah, Clap your hands. He's new to me. Chuck B. Yay. It's a family affair. Did everyone did everyone get that same introduction song? No, I think it's different. Oh, that was Taylor for you. Was that Taylor for me? Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, I don't have a good joke about that. Uh, and that's gonna go along probably with everything. I don't have a good joke about uh, too much. Uh, what was the? You had a good uh, Mexican joke or something earlier? You were prepared for one, but didn't it didn't come out? Right. <laughs> I had a good Mexican joke too, but 
I don't know where the hell she is. I did I did have one. I did have one and I I feel like just me talking y'all think that uh I can't get a Mexican girl. <laughs> I can. And I did. I did. She uh what is the is my man back here Mexican? No, you ain't Mexican. Okay, I'm not going to hurt anybody's feelings. <laughs> she uh I don't know how I did it. But I did, I did pull the, I did pull this off. I did pull this off. She'd only had sex with one person too. It, uh, it's still that way. Um, but the biggest thing was the but the whole hairy, the you know the bush region. My guys, do y'all care? Prefer prefer shaved or? Oh, okay. I, I came up here unprepared, so I figured I would approach y'all with something not being not being prepared either. Um, I'm not uh, I'm not from San Francisco. Yeah, amazing, right? Could you tell? Or was that a like? You thought? No, my the accent, the accent. Yeah, can't get past it too much. It seems like, um, but I like it here. Um, it seems like. Um, People are more, uh, they evaluate things better here, right? That's pretty, well, see, here's the thing. Uh, it's a fair assessment to say that people from the South are biased in the sense that they might not uh, think things through and look at things on complete spectrum, right? They're like super, uh, in today's age, Trump, you know, red hat bullshit. It seems that way, right? Yeah. It does. It does, and that's fair. That's fair to say. Uh, I mean, my uncle, my my grandfather, who fuck him, but the uh, they, I guess they're like supporting Trump. I don't really know. I don't really give a fuck about them. But uh, my, my 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 biggest point here is that. Uh, I've been here in San Francisco for probably about eight months um, and people from San Francisco, the people that I talk to are open. Um, they listen to things, seem more intelligent than people from the South, like on, on like a large scale. That would be, I'm, I'm sure everyone here agrees with that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm saying I agree with it too. Uh, one of the biggest things, so uh, my a lot of people from the south, and I'm from there. I'm from Tennessee uh, specifically, uh, a lot, and uh, you have a big cities like Nashville, but everything outside of that, people like uh, how do I put this? Um, trust people in a sense that they shouldn't trust them. As in, and, and, and let me paint a picture. Uh, they everyone leaves their their uh, doors open, unlocked, unlocked. At all times, and I'm, I, I really like it's a true thing. You can just walk the fuck up, but I guess it's a trust thing. So maybe you take that as a uh, we trust more than you, motherfucker. No, I'm just. Fine. <laughs> but um, uh, I have an uncle Danny who uh, is how do I say a redneck dumbass and uh and here's a reason i'm gonna i'm gonna bring it full stride here 
Um, going back to the reason people leave their doors unlocked. Um, and he got uh, robbed about uh, a month ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Deservingly. Yeah. That, that's the thing. He's a clown for doing that. Uh, he got robbed. And uh, so my uncle Danny, he's got his son, Luke, who his son, Luke, he just uh, orders around like a typical country orders him the fuck around. Uh, so Danny comes home where he has had some stuff stolen from his house. And uh, so I'm going to do a quick impression of my uncle Danny talking to my cousin Luke about the shit they got stolen. Okay. Um, and, and, and like I said, everyone leaves their fucking door open like dumbasses in the South. This is just one example of how we're not as intelligent as that fucking uh anyway okay um uh okay so uh hey uh luke i thought i told you come down here and watch the house uh i'm not gonna lock it because i expect you to come down here about three o'clock be here on time no one can take anything from us All right, Daddy. I uh, I made a mistake. Damn it, damn it, Luke. I how many times I got to tell you we've done everything to set this up. Where ah, where is your mother, Barbara? Bring my goddamn Coors Light down here so I can drink a beer. Luke, I told you thirteen times. Watch the place. Daddy, I, I, haven't, I haven't been here all day. Look, Luke, I don't care if you're not here or not. It's your responsibility. I put it on you. You do what you must. But I have a thought I think I know who stole our stuff I think I know who I stole your stuff and uh, I'm gonna blame it on you I'm gonna blame it on you because I put all this shit on you um you know who stole it that uh NATO NATO stole it NATO Hold on, Daddy. Are you talking about the tornado stole our stuff? Good joke, Luke. That wasn't that funny. You know who NATO is. Ah, yeah, I'm going to end with that as well. <laughs> Chuck B, everybody, I think doing an improv act out with himself. And that was, I feel dumber just listening to that. I'm like, it's so, it couldn't possibly be the marijuana I've been smoking, but I feel, I feel like I want to move to Tennessee so I can be the smartest person alive. You're next comedian. He's, he's a really funny guy also. He works, he has really great jokes. 
And he had one last night that was about working at a newspaper. And I was like, but you do work at a newspaper. And then I was like, oh, he was, he was being funny. Uh, hey, you guys are going to love him. Clap your hands together for Cole Chapman. Pam Benjamin, everybody. Give it up for her. Holding it down. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, it's true. I do work at a newspaper. And uh, let's just start off with that joke. Why not? Because that was the plan anyways. Uh, so... <laughs> No, man, that's cool. I, well, first I got addressed. That was like a fun afternoon, like after school special. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the moral was, <laughs> but my parents for sure would have sat me down to watch that shit and be like, this is better than us parenting, so why not? Uh, I walk out of there like, I guess I hate NATO now. Uh, <laughs> thanks, mom and dad. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I do. I do work at the news. So when I'm at open mics, like my favorite thing in the world is watching open mic comedians try and relay the news. I think that's the funniest thing in the world because <laughs> it is like, it's like watching a dog do your taxes, right? It's like, like it might be funny, like you might have a good time watching it, but like, but you better double check that shit, dude, because that is, that's not right. It's not accurate. <laughs> it's, so anyways, on to the news. Uh, I think um, my favorite part about the, or not my favorite part, but uh, my uh, one of the more interesting stories recently. Have you guys heard about this Washington Post guy who got murdered in uh, Saudi Arabia? You guys hear about this? Or in Istanbul, excuse me. Yeah, man. Uh, so uh, the National Security Advisor, John Bolton, they're basically, uh, let me go back. There's this tape, there's this audio tape of him legit getting murdered and then cut up by bone saws. It's crazy. And he's like, you know, screaming, ah, getting cut up. Terrible audio. And there's this tape going around. And so the National Security Advisor, John Bolton, was supposed to listen to this, uh, and he was like, no, I won't listen to that because I don't speak Arabic. <laughs> which is like, which is like, how racist do you gotta be to hear a tape of someone getting murdered and then cut up and be like, speak American! <laughs> like, that is some crazy shit, man. That's very fun, um, in a terrible way. I don't know, my other favorite story this week, uh, I don't know why I keep saying that other thing is like a favorite of mine, it's not a favorite. <laughs> But my, my actual favorite story this week, you guys hear about the Southwest uh, incident where the uh, agent, like they, Southwest had to apologize because an agent made fun of a little girl whose name was A, B, C, D, E. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the mom's like outraged. Like, how could this happen? How could you make fun of my daughter? Her name is A, B, C, D, E, pronounced absidy. <laughs> and I was like, dude, if you got a kick out of that, get wait, <laughs> wait till you meet my brother, dipshit Batman face. Uh, <laughs> They're going to lose their minds at that name. They're like, damn, we thought that, <laughs> that thing was crazy. Look at this idiot. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, dude, I, would, I do work at a newspaper, uh, uh, and then at night I do uh, stand-up comedy. So, like, I don't know why I do th both these things. You know what I mean? Like, it's like I went to a job fair, and I was like, hey, what a, what's, um, like, the least respected, lowest paid, hardest job you got? <laughs> they're like, we got stand-up and news. I was like, I'll take both. Let's do this. <laughs> Fuck yeah, double up on this shit. <laughs> like I got a I know a dude who is 3 years younger than me and he already bought a house. <laughs> In San Francisco. What the fuck, dude? I, like what is he going to do in that house? <laughs> It was crazy. I looked at my finances. I was like, all right, I'll catch up to him in about 900 years. All right, perfect. This is going to be great. <laughs> Can't wait. Would <laughs> be fucking dead. Uh, I don't know. Stupid man. Uh, let's see. Uh, I don't know. I'm, gonna, I'm an impressionable guy. Anybody here impressionable? Like very suggestible? Like someone will tell you to do something, you'll immediately want to do it. Is this? This is me. I'm such. I'm a very big pushover, uh, and it's, it, it puts me in weird situations, because like I've been listening to a lot of like uh, hip hop by like female like 
like you know like empowered female MCs, and it's like really put me in a weird spot like cardi b Nicki minaj city girls like all this shit and i don't know about you guys but i gotta get my pussy licked today uh <laughs> today dude it sounds great <laughs> that's crazy fucking crazy music dude it's awesome i love it let me i got i wrote some notes here oh um here's some bad news i uh, went to the doctor recently and uh, he told me that I'm like losing my hearing, which is like pretty dope, I guess. But I, you're all gonna do it. You guys listen to earbuds and shit? Yeah, 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 yeah you'll, you'll get there, it's fine. <laughs> so yeah, he was like, but he, like it's not a problem yet, but he was like, just so you know, like you, you'll lose the fidelity and like kind of discerning different, like so like lower, stuff that's lower, you're not gonna be able to hear it. Yeah, yeah, it's fucked up. And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, well, okay, so picture this, like you're in a movie, like, you're only going to be able to hear the movie and not people whispering around you. <laughs> My eyes lit up. I was like, what? Say what? I was like, are you shitting me? And, like, the moment he saw my eyes lit up, like, he knew it was a bad example. He tried to give me another one. I already had my earbuds in full blast. Like, sorry, I can hear you, bro. <laughs> Working on this shit. Trying to fucking <laughs> eliminate this goddamn people from my life. Um, all right. One more, and then I'm going to roll. But I got to figure out what it is. How are you guys doing? You guys... He's doing okay, good. Yeah, thank you. I don't actually have anything else. That was it. All right, thanks, guys. Good for Pam Benjamin one time. All right, your next comedian, he's been running the ones and twos for you all night, and I'm sure he wants to get in there and make you and give you the giggles. Uh, he's the best laugher in San Francisco, bar none. If you hear him laugh, that means you said something motherfucking funny. He's going to make you guys laugh right now. Everybody, George G. Smith. Yay. Thank you. <laughs> All right. I was thinking of, <laughs> this is just so weird. Um, my man, don't get jealous of people. What? what he, he bought a house in San Francisco, right? So what, man? I I know a dude. He was two years older than me. Went to the same fucking high school as me. His name just happened to be Derek fucking Jeter. (laughs) So I got to grow up from Kalamazoo, Michigan, right, with this fucking d bag, like, right. He fucking made Mariah Carey. I spent my whole twenties fucking up. All right, and I got to watch this dude. He that dude bought a house in the city. Fuck that. That guy like he like the whole city of New York loves this guy. Fuck me. I'm like, uh, what'd you do? I think I did coke all night. I think that's all I did that night. Jesus, this guy won the World Series. Fuck me. I'm worried about what am I up to? <laughs> I just got those lights on tonight. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> I'm so dumb. I used to work at a record store for a lot of years, right? And uh, this is how dumb I am. I just thought about how fucking dumb I can be. <laughs> I thought Getty Lee was a chick for like five years five fucking years i'm selling records at a rock and roll record store i was like i don't like rush that's giddy lee's a chick that's for the canadian out there <laughs> anyway whatever was so some bullshit jim 30 that's a funny fucking joke and i the fuck you who didn't laugh because jim 30, that's a good dad joke the more i sat back and thought about it <laughs> what time is it if i said george 30 that shit is funny every time i don't give a fuck every time i think of it it's george 30 it, it's party time baby that's that's like a hawaiian shirt that's so funny to me 
anyway. It's like, what the fuck? And what was that guy talking about jizz? Jizz. <laughs> I was like, I heard that much jizz since Star Wars Cantina scene, right? Boom, right? The name of the band was Jizz. Anyway, okay. All right. Well, topical shit, right? This is in the news. I like the red trees Melania Trump had. That's awful. I've never seen trees look so violent and like otherworldly and scary. I've never seen shit like that in my life. Uh, what else did I want to do? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> this is new to me because I never go out like around the holidays usually. And I went fucking bookstore shopping on Saturday. And I didn't know like over the last, what was it, say 20 years or some shit. Like it used to just be like Black Friday, right? Okay, all right, whatever, dumb, but whatever, all right, uh, then it was, then I found out there's like, what is the fuck, small store Saturday, small business Saturday, yeah, that's what I said, yeah, yeah, see, yeah, yeah, I'm bre breaking news, <laughs> fucking A, here on fucking Mutiny Radio, we're breaking news, yeah, I guess Sunday Jesus wept, and then fucking Monday, it's Cyber Monday, <laughs> Tuesday is like, it's like Taco Tuesday or fucking Donate Tuesday or something. Yeah, there you go, man. I had no idea. It's like somebody who's like spends their fucking birthday like, nah, man. This is like my birthday week. It's like my birthday month. Dude, you can't like just keep peeling money. It's like capitalism's birthday week. Just keep <laughs> peeling money off of my ass. Like, fuck you, man. Anyway, I got this new shirt while I was out. This is cool. This is my new shit. I'm fucking. I figured out like I don't like capitalism. I never have. Even when I worked in record stores, like even when I owned a record store, I don't like businessmen. That's what made me want to leave. <laughs> like, I hate myself. Why am I doing this? I'm. But at least you know what? I didn't sell people shit that they didn't need. I sold them music, right? So that's cool, right? You know, I didn't sound like missiles or anything. <laughs> That'd be amazing, right? Fuck Derek Jeter. I sell missiles, bitch. I'm 20 fucking three years old. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> I read this really weird thing today. I was talking about, like, how younger people, like, like man, there's split attention spans and they're all weird and shit, right? They can't pay attention to anything. And even if you try to explain shit to them, well, they won't pay attention because their attention span's so short. So it's just like this fucking inevitable spiral. We're just sinking down. Less people can understand. Less people notice. I was reading this article from 1979. And this lady was talking about how Sesame Street and the electric company are fucking garbage because they break kids attention span up too fast and the world just needs more mr rogers now that may well be true <laughs> but it just goes to show it just we've been doing the same fucking shit talking the same dumb stories making each other say the same goofball shit like literally forever like you can go and read some of the oldest like they're called old comedy and they're like oh yeah yeah, that's the guy put upon, and that's the guy putting on the shit, right? You know, that's a that's that's comedy all the way. But I, why am I explaining comedy? Oh, I know why. Because I hate when people do this. I hate when people say this shit. This is this is my one of my biggest pet peeves. When people get on stage and try to explain away why they're doing bad like this, man. You know, like. I just, you know, I just got high before I got on, man, and, you know, I don't give a fuck if you got a cold, I don't care if you got fucking stoned, this is show business, make it a show, and that's, you know, it's the business of show, so, as we do before every time, Binky, hey, Pam, 
Oh no, I'll ask, uh, hey Capital, what can lifesavers do that guys can't? Come in five different flavors. Thank you. Good night. Hey, George D. Smith, everybody. A champion among men. Oh, yeah. The only famous people that went to my high school, um, Randy Wynn was a player on the Giants before, right before they won the World Series. That was his last year. He also played for the Mariners. That's one famous word. You guys are like, oh, you don't know baseball. Mark, Mark Madsen played for the Lakers, Mad Dog Madsen. That was another person who went to my high school. That's pretty much it. Uh, and, it was, and Holly Gant, she was a 49er cheerleader. That's, I think that's pretty, that's, she's, I'm sure she's still hot. She's probably one of the only people from high school that's like still hot. Like everyone else had kids and they're all, is it fatness a theme tonight? Why am I so perseverating on? Yeah, I just got back from Arkansas. Boy, are my arms tired. No, um, no, actually my stomach got tired from drinking that much Coors Light. It gives you, it's almost like malt liquor. Did you know this? I don't think that Coors Light is real beer. I feel like it's malt liquor. It makes you smell fun, like different. It, is it, it's, it's abhorrent. I'm like, well, people actually spend money on this. Like, why don't you drink PBR or like Natty Light is even better. Hams, anything. Coors Light is just not even like drinkable. I, I don't understand at all how it's a thing that exists in the world. Um, we still have time left, so do you guys, does anyone want to like do a parade of sh upcoming shows they have? They can tell the uh, listening audience where to find them in the upcoming weeks. Is anybody doing anything this Christmas season? No? no nobody's doing anything. We're all shitbags. That's good. The, the thingy closes at midnight. Come on up. At midnight is the... Uh, Applications closed for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2019. So if you want to get those things and get them in now, what would it do? Uh, and come on up and tell us what shows you got. Hugo, yay! Hey, what's up? So uh, December 29th, right? Uh, last Saturday of the month, uh, me and Mauricio are putting on a show. Uh, I can't remember the name of the place. It's a bookstore on Hate Street. It's a bookstore on Hate Street. So uh, between the hours of 9 and 11 p.m. on December 29th, walk up and down Hate Street and wait till you see a bookstore where there's a comedy show going on and then come on in because it'll be good, you guys. Turn up. Sounds like that sounds like a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Also, next week I'm gonna be. Well, if anybody wants to contact me, I'm looking for some guest hosts because I am going to Casey Scannell's wedding, and so um, I can't I can't be here because I get to go to a wedding. Yay! I love weddings where the friends. Yeah, and they're and I'm making pot cookies for everybody, so that's gonna be a lot of fun. So everyone can have those at the wedding. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, stick around for Pam Jackson's Comedy Clubhouse if you want. We actually have two pre-sales, which I'm pretty fucking stoked on. What would I do? Uh, but next week is the 7th. I won't be here, but everyone else will. And um, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for being here on Mutiny Radio. Thanks for sticking around. Yay!
Radio Comedy Festival 2019. Applications open until November 30th for 25 shows in five days. 40 comics chosen March 1st through 5th. 2019 for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's our fourth annual, and we hope you apply from whatever part of the nation or international comedy scene you come from. Apply now through November 30th. Go to our website, www.mutinyradio.fm, for more details. Aloha, mutineers. Stolowitz here. People ask me, Dave, why do you spend so much time listening to MutinyRadio.fm? Well, the answer's simple to me. It's the love I find here. We've got so many great programs here. There's something for everybody, surely. Well, maybe not the Hitler crew, but you know everyone else. Let me tell you about some of my favorite shows here at Mutiny you may not have heard about. Labor and Love with Bill Morgan is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Bill is passionate about labor, jazz, and solidarity, and he tells you how it is. No BS. If somebody gets a dollar they didn't work for, someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get. I always learn a lot from Labor and Love. It's educational and inspirational. The Common Thread Collective is every Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. with legendary octogenarian Haight-Ashbury activist Diamond Dave. With help from his friends, Dave talks news, wisdom, progressive activism, and spirituality. There's also open mic time for music, poetry, and stories. Comics gotta hold off till happy hour, though. Oh, and check out Flat Black Plastic with Scott Walker, Saturdays from noon to 2. The title says it all, classic vinyl albums with no apologies. Great stuff! You can listen in live to these fine programs on mutinyradio.fm or download the podcast at your convenience on Apple iTunes. What a deal! Authentic, real San Francisco love. That's what keeps our ship afloat. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship 
as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bear exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com Timstesseract.com at mutinyradio.fm it's a great place to listen to crazy things let the life flourish we find that common thread 